Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. It's a place where talent meets coffee. We started off with the Pitch Cafe show where investors from Silicon Valley were able to roast, toast and boost youth entrepreneurs. But today's show we have a very special guest who roasts, toasts and boosts real entrepreneurs and millions and billions of dollars are at stake and this is the man in charge. He has not only been educated in elite schools and challenging schools in, from India, he hails from a small town. Almost in many ways, he is a role model for youth entrepreneurs. That is why we have him as a guest on our show. His name is Raju Reddy. He's legendary veteran Silicon Valley entrepreneur, investor, and philanthropist now. We will cover this whole journey, but today my focus is the Kakatea Sandbox, a new innovation eco- ecosystem for the new world for fresh minds to rebuild and rethink society. Without further ado, let's bring on Raju Reddy from Silicon Valley. Thank you, Vidyangi. Great to be here with you today. Thanks, Raju. Truly a pleasure and honor to have you on this show. So Raju, I've been following your work for about a decade now from India and you know here in Silicon Valley there are a few set of iconic people who are trying to bridge Silicon Valley and Indian entrepreneurial ecosystem. Definitely a lot of people look up to you. So please let's start with you. Who is Raju Reddy? Who is this person today as uh, he faces the camera. Who is this person? Ah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I was born in a small town called Nizamabad, which is about three hours north of Hyderabad in Telangana. Uh, it's a place where uh, three states, Maharashtra, Karnataka, and Telangana intersect. Uh, so uh, I often like to say Nizamabad uh, is like a wonderful microcosm of India because mm-hmm. you have you know, people from these different uh, backgrounds, languages, and many that have even moved uh, early on from Pakistan after the partition and, you know, so uh, that's where I was born and grew up very early. Uh, In, uh, when I was about 10 year old, uh, I, my dad decided to send me to Sainik school, Korukonda, uh, which is near Vizag. So Sainik schools, there is one of these, it is a central government school. There's one Sainik school in every state in the country. And, they primarily trained for the armed forces and uh, I was a misfit for the armed forces. I couldn't get in so that's why I became an engineer. But a lot of my friends have uh, gone on to become you know, senior armed force officers. Uh, one of them just retired recently as vice admiral and you know, lieutenant general and all that. Wow. Uh, because that was the route from science schools to NDA mm-hmm. to the armed forces. Uh, I think all the top three armed forces uh, you know, leaders today come from science school, not necessarily my science school, but from one of the science school. But uh, anyway, after that, I went to Bitspilani, that's where I got my engineering degree, and then came to the US, you know, back in those days, you know, right after college, uh, there is 
most of the you know students from these top colleges used to go for the higher education uh, but, uh, uh, one of the things I you know often talk about is uh, sort of I think the early years of science school even though you know I wasn't quite cut out for the armed forces uh, was a very valuable sort of experience for yeah. my own you know the, the person that I've become part of your question because mm-hmm. uh, I often believe uh, you know your values uh, are built early on in life from your parents from your you know family immediate family but also from your you know from the school right especially this is a boarding school and knowledge and wisdom come later in life yeah uh, and the values with which you grow up often you know are also reflected in the organizations that you lead Can, can you give an example uh, about one such instance you strongly felt you know it goes back to sonic school gosh uh yeah i i don't i, I think it's sort of the emphasis of uh, putting the team above self yeah or uh, you know the emphasis on uh, uh, ethics and integrity uh, i i think those those are you know uh, two specific sort of attributes mm-hmm. uh you know and uh, i i certainly believe uh, that is important in my own journey as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, because the more i focused on making the people around me successful mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, i i think the better the outcomes were for the company and obviously personally for myself mm-hmm. and uh, you know also out of my startup here atlantic which is subsequently bought by hitachi mm-hmm. a lot of them have gone on to become you know entrepreneurs and CEOs and other companies that uh, you know so i i think that comes from sort of the culture we had at sea uh, atlantic and uh, and as i mentioned earlier oftentimes the culture is a co- in a company is also the reflection of sort of the value system of right. the founders the leadership right yeah. uh, and uh, i was obviously fortunate to have some great people working with me uh, but i think together we were able to build some things uh, you know uh largely because of some of that sort of values with which we built the company so you talked about uh, you know the leaders values translating into the organization you built this amazing organization sierra atlantic you spent 18 years uh, 18 and odd years there and uh, a great successful company lauded in many uh, you know news articles and made many facts and uh, you also talked about uh, your journey uh, you know in childhood in a small town which is very cosmopolitan and you know here you are in silicon valley you are now grooming founders to build organizations with value and you are also in a cosmopolitan environment so this is been your journey and i know there's this word bits it's 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 been there after your signing school and i can't ignore bits pilani one of the most iconic institutions the world is looking up to today and uh, they say they have an mit culture can you please explain what was it like you know the bits in bridging this journey yeah 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 mm-hmm. so uh bits pilani uh you know it's uh, uh it, it had a very unique sort of academic uh, you know uh, system and uh I don't know what the facts are but uh, there was an article recently that talks about all the colleges you know uh, out of India and the number of entrepreneurs this is absolute number only they looked at right which is right up there number 3 but that's only one campus really right yeah. this Pilani campus right. and uh, so 
I think BITS has produced a disproportionate share of entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very high caliber entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the leading companies, you know, here in the US like Akamai, Informatica, wow. you know, those are all BITS and founders and there's several others that have, you know, come through. Uh, Blue Jay Networks and you know several others, uh, more oh, wow. recent ones. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, I think Nimble Storage and the, the, the list goes on. And uh, in India, it would be Swiggy, Big Basket, Red oh, Bus, gosh. and uh, you know, uh, 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 Gray Orange. And so, I so so when I sort of think about it, uh, one of the things that was I think unique in bits, class attendance was optional. Uh, now, Very it nice. can be both good or bad, but <laughs> oftentimes I think for students, it gives them a chance to experiment and sort of discover themselves in a way, right? Right. So, personally, as a, you know, angel investor, my best outcomes have been with young first-time entrepreneurs from Bates, and almost all of them are people who are doing things outside of the classroom. Yes. In Grey Orange case, they were building one of the first robots, humanoid robots out of India, they came here to Silicon Valley while they were in college, right? In fact, uh, I sponsored them along with a bunch of other, you know, friends. Did, yeah. you, did you really do that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Gray orange, yeah. So while in second year, uh, Samai Kohli and uh, Akash Gupta, these are the co two co-founders, they came here in second year of their college, uh, in second year of Samai's college. I think Akash was one year junior. And, uh, you know, they finished sixth in that competition called Robo Games here, which is like the Olympics of robotics. And in the third year, or maybe the third and fourth year, uh, he they won the gold medal here. And you know, so this is so to me when they came out and st started a company. Frankly, I don't know what they were going to do in robotics. I don't think they knew quite what the company has become. Certainly, they didn't know. And uh, you know, but I was betting on the entrepreneurs, right? So that's and. I mean, Pixel is another company, the more recent one. This guy, young entrepreneur, Avay Sermon, they're building these uh, nanosatellites for hyperspectral imaging. Uh, Lightspeed and others funded. They're still a little bit earlier stage compared to Gray Orange. But, you know, Avay's while in college when uh, Elon Musk had the Hyperloop competition, there was only one college from India that made the cut the very first year. And uh, Avay's was one of the project leads in that. Right, wow. and he came here and he started the company in 2019, and he's a graduate, a 2019 graduate. So he started so, Gray Orange. No, no, this is uh, Pixar, Pixar, the other okay. company. company. Uh, Gray Orange started right after college. This is about eight years ago. Gray Orange is a much larger company now, and you know, so much further along, and uh, so hopefully, at a point, uh, you know, not too far from, uh, you know, being a public company. But yeah. Right, amazing. So this is probably one of the highlights of this podcast. You got them here when they were in college, for all the way. No, I didn't get them. They 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 chose to come here. Mm -hmm. I only sponsored, and uh, they were you know working out of my garage. And uh, you, you were here. kind enough to enable. Well, yeah, uh, I, I I was fortunate to run into these young people. But yes, yes. That, there's a there's a big yeah, message yeah. there. What can students do outside the curriculum? Yeah. You know, let their minds free and bits is an environment which provides that. I think so. I, I think it really does. And, uh, you know, so, uh, and the story goes on. There's several like that. Uh, and also, you know, class attendance was optional for sure. But also you pick your classes, you know. I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, in the U.S., right? Yeah. At least when I went there, it was all unassigned system. After second year, third year, that's when you uh, pick your degree and, you know, that kind of a thing. 
and uh, there's also six months uh, of your uh, college four-year program that you spend in the industry mm. right many of them go out work at some of the larger companies like you know google or cisco or wherever uh, as part of that six-month internship but some of these entrepreneurs who are starting companies while on campus they are actually uh, they're allowed to do their own company for the six months wow yeah yeah so 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 i think a little bit of that flexibility uh, and at a young age because it allows you to sort of explore discover yourself uh, i think it's healthy by and large now my time i ended up playing bridge and you know <laughs> skipped all my classes dropped my grades <laughs> so i didn't do anything that useful with it but uh, you know but today you have far more opportunities for these young kids uh, in the yeah. college right? one observation i feel is entrepreneurship is being edu- uh, you know encouraged in the curriculum yeah no, absolutely it, it right. used to be something yes. you know you do yeah, after right. you get a job and yeah. you know, yeah. secure funding but this is happening inside the education right now yeah 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 i think they get that early orientation and that helps and also the alumni network i think is very tight uh, so that helps too because all these you know kids whether it's pixel or gray orange or any of these companies i think they you know had a lot of alumni engagement right, right. even before they graduated that in some ways help them you know build those skills and sort of uh, the network and all of that and for the alumni i think it's a, it gives them a nice peek into what's happening on the campus and you know intellectually we grow also you know often say yeah. mentoring is a two way street right yeah, yeah. it's not like i'm parting with some great wisdom i mean i'm learning just as much when i interact with these you know young people with their bright ideas I mean, right now there's a company called flam that uh, yes you know, i mean we invested and mm-hmm. in, uh, very excited and you know just uh, Uh, the, the way these entrepreneurs think and uh, you know they're really bold i mean these people are thinking not about just building the next unicorn india or something right they're actually striving to build you know a company world class and a leader uh, as big as any of the biggest companies in the world today right in techness mm-hmm. whether they get there or not time will tell but at least uh, their ambitions are pretty big and uh, I, i think they have uh, you know with the right kind of mentoring and uh, you know support uh, i'm sure some of these will go on to become global brands yeah right so 10 years ago you saw this trend and uh, you uh, built this bridge is it called the billion dollar babies or oh okay okay yeah that, that's a subsequent program that uh, vv and i and a few from thai got involved started that that's right the idea was saying that uh, you know um, there are these startups coming out of india uh, and uh, you know the way I sort of uh, presented that is india is in a position to combine the best of both china and israel mm-hmm. in terms of companies with uh, you know that uh, like china a lot of companies are very large scale but primarily focused on domestic market right right israel you could argue is the best ecosystem building products for a global market outside of the us of course right and so india is the only startup ecosystem that can look more like america over the next 10 15 years that was sort of the premise behind the billion dollar baby program which subsequently became startup bridge india and now it's called accelerate right. so it's kind of gone through a few you know revisions uh, and of course falcon x uh, is a you know uh, a, a, an idea born out of the same you know uh, sort of uh, framework uh, belief, belief if you will belief. right mm-hmm. uh, that they will be the sort of uh, global brands coming out of india and other parts of the world sure. and mm-hmm. uh, you know still the silicon valley connection is very important for these companies and falconx can be sort of the landing place for these startups 
uh, as they sort of uh, grow beyond uh, you know very early stages yeah oh you are involved in lots of ecosystems here building the bridge between india and us so uh, hold that thought uh, uh, before we jump on to your work in philanthropy well, I, don't have, i don't have a real job so i got to find ways to engage <laughs> myself meet enough of these smart people so that that's where it comes from. but anyway i, I thank you you're very humble uh, you are acknowledging mentoring us to is street and now you're saying uh you know this is it really uh, is I mean, it, <laughs> it really is i mean you talk to some of these entrepreneurs you you know it's just uh, amazing i mean that that's what gives me a lot of hope uh in the context of india mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Uh, because these are all entrepreneurs coming out of you know mostly middle class families and some from small towns not necessarily the big cities or something right yeah and uh, and i think that's that's needed if india is to sort of become a you know a global power someday a global economic power yeah. moving the uh, wealth from the topmost tier to the slightly lower tiers you know empowering the low, low bottom tiers to you know move up yeah. so this is a very big shift not only a shift in thinking but a shift in the economic gears of the country so great so raju what an amazing journey you've had and uh, uh, the kind of exposure you bring into the youth entrepreneurs the belief you have in them I just want to ask uh, what are the uh, uh, you know current uh, ecosystems you're a part of where you are enabling founders as an investor or a mentor uh, do you wish to share something with aspiring founders on the show today Sure I'm happy to do that yeah yeah so one uh, you know within bets pilani we started this in the alumni network a program called bets spark the vision for that was to make bits one of the top 3 for entrepreneurship in asia mm-hmm. this we started about 6 uh, years ago 7 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and uh, gray orange was the very first company that we funded oh. and um, the idea was uh, mit did a study on the collective enterprise value of all the startups that came out of mit this is about 8 years ago and they said at that time it is about 2 trillion dollars right uh, which you know would be one of the top five economies in the world at that time if mit were a country right mm-hmm. and then our point was hey if india is going to be one of the top three economies in the world at some point 10 or 15 years out then some university from india can make a similar impact so why not bits pilani being india's number one private university for science and engineering that was kind of the genesis of the idea for bits park so since the question was about ecosystem that's how and then we did a study of all the different alumni networks what kind of you know startup uh, initiatives they had and uh, we decided to essentially focus on angel seed stage investments and active mentoring mm-hmm. because there is a lack of seed stage capital especially back then in mm-hmm. india mm-hmm. and uh, we went on to fund about i think 15 to 20 companies uh several companies came through that like uh, grayorn being the first one then postman actually came through that wow. even though it got funded by nexus uh, uh, you know uh and uh, uh quizzes and others i would say today if bits park were a fund it would be in the top 5% of the funds in the world right uh so that's one ecosystem i'm not as actively engaged with it now uh, i mean i'm st- because it's sort of set up as a program uh it started when i was sort of running the alumni global alumni organization bitsa uh and the others who were running that and so it's got its own momentum and you know but i still participate in looking at some deals and you know fund some of them from time to time um 
and of course make myself available to some of the entrepreneurs for mentoring you know and all of that uh, but the more recent initiative which uh, i've uh, been very active with along with my own mentor kanwal rekhi who's mm-hmm. very well known in the valley sure. uh, and uh, a dear friend bv jagdish uh, you know who i worked with closely uh, both in uh, you know in the startup world but also uh, uh, in the field of philanthropy right mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so uh, the three of us along with uh, uh, rajan uh, rekhi gill and uh, inventus capital uh, we formed what's called uh, uh, silicon valley quad silicon valley quad yeah mm-hmm. and uh, essentially we make seed stage investments of roughly about 3 million dollars in a startup mm-hmm. and uh, uh, these are all sort of uh, you know the first capital that comes into the company mm-hmm. we are all prize rounds and we and this is all kanwal's idea and uh, you know uh, and uh, just given uh, you know my sort of experience working with kanwal uh, i can't think of a person that's you know sharper than kanwal mm-hmm. in uh, making these sort of uh, investment decisions and more importantly working with the entrepreneurs to help them build great companies right so for me it's a fantastic opportunity to work uh, you know alongside him and of course bb and manu and others uh, so we've done eight uh, uh, invest actually we've given eight term sheets we've done six of those investments already and the other two should be completed by the end of the year so the idea is we do roughly about eight of those every year, every year. and uh, so there's a syndicate of investors who are co-investing with us mm-hmm. uh so no, all the capital is not us uh, you know uh, some of the capital uh, comes from us and uh, so it's it's been fun it's been a great exercise you know and uh, you know working with kanwal and bv and others clo- so closely but at the end of the day you know it's entrepreneurs that i think uh, that's where the most joy is right yeah. and for all of us uh, if we can Uh, which we believe we will you know take some of these companies into truly you know global brands uh, in the future i mean that's very exciting and uh, each of us have a track record of doing some i mean kanwal and bv have done a lot more than i've done but uh, and i'm learning and uh, together i think uh, this is a pretty exciting time yeah there's another trait which all three of you you know have that is you are extremely passionate about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship whenever anybody talks to you that's the first thing which comes across and it's coming across right now yeah. in this interview so uh, i wish you all the very best with sv quad and all you founders listening here please listen to the answer to the next question very carefully what is it that you look for founders you know in founders when you hire them uh, or when you want to invest in them or when you bring them into your ecosystem and you say hey this is the person i want to work with what are the traits you look for yeah yeah so uh you bring up a good point actually you know where people ask like okay what do you what markets are you investing in or you know especially at seed stage uh you're really betting on the founders you know i'm not smart enough to know the tech how it will evolve and you know i have a general sense of okay which markets might grow over time and that sort of a thing and uh so the founders that uh really can sort of uh, you know um, excite us in some ways with their vision i mean we 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 we, we like people who are sort of go getters mm-hmm. in a way right mm-hmm. and uh, who uh, 
had the interpersonal skills mm -hmm. uh, to build great teams mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know um, who uh, also um, I, I think I mean this is take it for granted but just the ethics integrity I think that's extremely the, important the value system, yeah. the value system is extremely important uh, you know uh, and uh, there's no room for any shortcuts on any of that uh, and we recognize I mean this is risk capital so not all of our deals are going to succeed uh, but we really want transparency in all the sort of interactions uh, and because you know when we make an investment we are their partner and you know uh, and I think I referred to this earlier mentoring is a two-way street so yeah. we're also looking for entrepreneurs that sort of when I say exciters that uh, create an opportunity for us to also grow intellectually right mm -hmm. uh, so that's very valuable uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know uh, and uh, yeah and, and, and I think this particular group the SVQ uh, Silicon Valley Quad uh, we are also interested in uh, opportunities where, uh, so to say, we are you know uh, looking to swing for the fences. Mm. We are not just looking for a you know baseball terminology, a singular, a double, right? We're looking mm -hmm. for a home run or a grand slam, <laughs> better mm -hmm. still, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we are okay with taking those early bets. That we are not afraid of that, right? Right. Uh, and before, you know, there is big revenue evidence or any of that we don't need it you know all of that right uh, but uh, yeah but we need uh, to have you know the skills the you know sort of the characteristics of a founder uh, that I talked about yeah right so I think uh, this is amazing the way the analogy you gave for baseball yeah. uh, I think that that yeah. talks about um, how seasoned the idea is and um, how, what future potential it has and whether the founder is able to go with the ebb and flow and make it happen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And we are not looking for things that are incremental in nature, right? Like a, a, a 10x or exponential. Yeah, by and large, uh, yeah. They, they, or these ideas or these opportunities are big, but more importantly, it is a founder, you know, and a founding team uh, that can sort of build, you know. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of unknowns. We know this is risk capital. Right. I mean, oh, many of these won't pan out. But, uh, you know, if uh, one out of four of them succeed big, then, you know, we'll have accomplished our uh, goal. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think founders know how to get Raj ready to invest in them, come up with a world-changing idea with grand scale and show a lot of ethics and promise and you have Raj ready. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, talking about life-changing or changing the world, uh, I want to move on to your work in philanthropy. Mm. Uh, I know you've been uh, very successful in the capitalistic world, but now in the giving back world, you started already using the Bits alumni platform. You're kind of moving there. But uh, tell us about your association with Deshpande Foundation. And I'm super excited to ask you about Kakatiya Sandbox. What is a sandbox? So all these. Fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's actually my number one priority. These as much as I love all the entrepreneur work that I'm doing these days, uh, that's where sort of a lot of my mind share is and I've been just super fortunate to have people like Kanwal and you know Desh as mentors uh, so you may be familiar with uh, the work uh, Desh and his team have been doing 
in Hooghly, uh, you know, uh, in Karnataka. Started about 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Hooghly Sandbox. Uh, so, you know, about 10, 11 years ago now, when Hitachi bought my company, you know, I had uh, two things, two resources that I didn't have before, which is time and uh, capital. I mean, there's never enough of either, but uh, uh, at the time I was thinking of doing some things on a larger scale in philanthropy. I looked at different ideas and I went out to Hubli. Uh, I was very, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, what should I say? Uh, 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 I, I, I came back with a strong conviction that is the best use of my, you know, time and capital Why to did you feel make that a big way? difference. Yeah, so, so you know, I could have taken any one particular thing, you know, um, health or education, gone deep into that. 